What up, ladies and gents? Ponkin here with a special bonus episode. Just thought I'd record a quick intro to it. That's what you're listening to. This is the intro. Some time ago, the BBC launched a, a young adult Doctor Who spin-off called Class, and I'm not sure if it's fair to say that it bombed, but it, it got very poor ratings, and as far as I'm aware, they haven't announced a second season. Anyway, the show ran for eight episodes, and uh, full disclosure slash spoiler alert, I didn't watch past episode three. Anyway, after that third ep, I met former slash ad hoc co-host Flapjack to talk about this. Uh, I told lots of people, he told lots of people, and uh, a lot of you in podcast land responded very well to this. That was back in, I want to (laughs) say, October of 2016, and I never dropped our episode. Why? Well, because it was like... It was like the Scottish play and the Hindenburg trying to make a film adaptation of Don Quixote. We recorded it on Skype, but Jack's internet connection was dodgy. His mic was literally falling apart. I mean, literally falling apart. <laughs> and on top of that, he had a cold and kept making these weird noises. We just constantly get getting cut off for one reason or another. And I mean, normally when I've recorded an app with someone on Skype, I have one audio recording at the end of it. This time, I had 22 and just under about three hours of audio, much of which sounded a bit like this. <laughs> Hang on, you're going to have to say all of that again. Okay, can you hear me now? No, still not. You're still super choppy. <laughs> a long train journey with nothing better to do later. I've, I've whittled it down to about an hour, and it is, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, uh, surprisingly listenable. <laughs> so I think you'll enjoy it. Ipso facto, I'm very sorry for the delay. Thank you very much for your patience. Uh, sorry if it's slightly anachronistic. You know, good things to those who wait. Uh, also, a shout-out to our listener, Peter Zunich, who's a video editor by day, um, interdimensional rogue space captain by night, one assumes, uh, and who offered to edit this for us, actually. Uh, right, on to the review. Enjoy. Ciao, ciao. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast, or Docpast. I am Ponkin, and today I am joined, not in the Ponkin Enterprises studio, but across the ether, via Skype, by fellow Who Back When <laughs> founder, co-founder, El Flapo, Flapjack, the Flapatron. Yeah, the Flap is back once again, <laughs> and I'm getting in right on the ground on class. Yeah, that's right. I started Doctor Who, and now I'm starting class. And I'll, I'll probably, like, skip maybe 12, 13 episodes. <laughs> I mean, God, God knows if this will run and run. I mean... <laughs> well, we're not going to... Just to clarify, we are not going to be reviewing Class episode by episode. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, this, is, this is like a one-off bonus episode, and then we might do another one at the end of season one or something, just to recap how, things. How many episodes are there? I think there are going to be eight. I think so, yeah. Plus. Yeah, so this is sort of like a mid-season review. Yeah, exactly. So to put this into a temporal context for uh, you all out there in podcast land... At the time of recording this, as Flappy is sitting over in London vaping and I'm sitting here in Oxford looking on with jealousy, there have been three episodes of Class so far. What are they called? I can't remember. Night Visiting was the third one. Does anybody really care? Who gives a shit? Episodes one, two, and three (laughs) have have dropped. (laughs) And uh, we are a a few days, three or four days away from episode four. I actually think that uh, episodes one, two, and three have dropped is an excellent description of Class. 
class. I was really excited. <laughs> like, uh, the first episode, I was like, holy God, this is like the best spin-off Doctor Who has ever had. It's it's really entertaining. Yeah, but okay, but let's let's and, compare that. What are you comparing that to? Uh, Torchwood, the Sarah Jane Adventures. K9 uh, and Friends. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Torchwood was an awesome show, though. Uh, it, was, it was good. My interest in Captain Jack did wane over time. Okay. Yeah. Including, well, okay, but this is not the Torchwood bonus episode. We're going to have to do one of those very soon as well. But Yes, we will. <laughs> Are you joining for that one? Uh, I could. I could I could have my arm twist. Okay. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. So, all right. Well, let, let's let's talk about class then. So, this is the best spin-off so far, you reckon? Ah, no. Th- that is not what I said. What I said is I sat there watching episode one thinking this is the best spin-off Doctor Who has ever had. That's very interesting. Okay. And episode by episode, as I trudged down that temporal road, it, yeah. <laughs> gradually... I started to lose interest. In fact, by episode three, I was fidgeting slightly. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not invested enough in these characters. I mean, fair enough. It's it's like YA, isn't it? It's not. It is YA. I was trying to think earlier. What are the key differences between the demographic for this and the demographic for Doctor Who? Well, okay. Let's have a little chat about them, more or less, episode by episode. Let's at, at the very least start with episode one because it's where we get introduced to all the characters. And I feel we get a very different take on what class is compared to episodes two and three. Okay, explain. The only similarity across all three episodes is that in episode one, we are introduced to, like, team diversity. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, everyone is represented. Did you watch Captain Planet? Yes, and this is it. It was very similar to Captain Planet. I love that Capaldi turns up as Captain Planet in the middle of episode one. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of them is love? I think it's the black girl. She is love. Either either the black girl or the girl whose mum is in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Because she also has the heart theme. You know how, like, her heart is literally a plot device. (laughs) Yeah, this is very true. Do you think that it's self-consciously Captain Planet? No, I don't think so. But there is one thing in episode one. Okay, so this is one of the things where episode one differs. So in episode one, it seems very much like, let's break the fourth wall all the time. Let's reference ourselves as a TV show. Let's make fun of that fact that we are actually just part of pop culture and so on. And they, I mean, right out of the gate, they drop a reference to the Bechdel test. There's the the bits where, like, the, I think possibly the very first conversation, the dude, the guy who turns out to be a gay alien, uh, walks past uh, What's-Her-Face, who's now lost her heart. Uh, she hasn't Lost it. Uh, no, Karen, Karen. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, okay, that chick anyway. Hot girl. Yeah, sharing is Karen. And uh, she immediately just gets a massive wide on for this dude. And then we just get a reference to, oh, well, we just failed the Bechdel test. So, okay, nice. So now you're making fun of the fact that we have this dialogue. And then at the end of the episode, they refer to the that rift, the crack in space-time or whatever, as a hell mouth. They make a reference to the vampire diaries. Like, they, they basically set themselves in the world of TV shows, which I, I yeah. think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a British Buffy kind of Ex- kind That's of exactly. Deal what this is. That is exactly what this is. Yeah. Did you watch Buffy? Uh, bits and bobs of Buffy growing up. I did. Like, I I wasn't a super fan. I I assume you were. In fact, I think I've heard you say before you were. I I loved Buffy. I was never a huge, like, super nerd. (laughs) Super nerd. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like like I assume you were watching Buffy in, like, a a really sexually aggressive way. (laughs) (laughs) 
like just watching and wanking, watching and wanking, you know. I, I just had this vision, you know. I, I wasn't there. Well, I'm I'm glad that you envisioned me wanking every now and then. That's great. It, the, it, I mean, I, I loved Buffy. I, I thought it was great. And there's one more. It's fun that you bring up Buffy. Not only do we have the Hellmouth reference, we have another thing that's incredibly similar to something that happens in Buffy, season four, episode seven. There's the... Uh, <laughs> I may have looked that up. <laughs> so in, in Buffy, there's the character Spike, who's a vampire. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember him well, yeah. Yeah, who's an awesome, really charming character. And at one point, he gets kidnapped by this military operation called The Initiative, which is super cheesy, nonsense bullshit. They operate, like, below a college. It's such shit. But anyway, they implant a, a microchip inside his brain that renders him incapable of hurting anyone. But he finds a loophole, oh, yeah. and the loophole is he can hurt other vampires, and he can fight if he helps Buffy. And in this one, we have What's-Her-Face, who's, very like, the, yeah, very, the adult very, very right yeah. with the brain slug or whatever and it's the exact same thing yeah and she much like him is very alluring because of the character she plays yeah agreed well i mean i assume he was sexually alluring and she is sexually alluring for much the same reason she's uh it's that whole standoffish can't quite have me thing she has got angry is kind of sexy yeah i absolutely Plus, like, I mean, she's a mature character, you know. She's like the, yeah, she's not uh, quite a milk. Because, like, I mean, she might as well be 300 yeah. years old for all we know. Yeah, no, she may well be. I mean, we don't really know how old these aliens. We assume, we assume they're, like, teenage people in a teenage arena. Actually, they've, they've got quite heavy responsibilities. She must be old enough to, well, got herself enslaved for whatever crime it was she committed. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. She was some sort of freedom fighter stroke terrorist leader. Yeah. I suppose we shouldn't be surprised by that kind of thing. I mean, the Doctor is like 900 and something years old <laughs> throughout throughout every episode. It's absolutely... The, uh, the love interest with the prince and young Albanian guy, or whatever he is. Yeah. It strikes as a little bit odd. I feel this prince is like hundreds of years like, presiding over an entire empire, and he's formed this really lasting relationship with this young guy. I imagine it will run and run. Yeah. Uh, I, see, I don't feel like he's that old. I actually feel like she might be that old, but he is actually quite young. I think that's part of the dynamic that works for those two, as in it works in their favor, that his slave slash servant is actually his elder. He definitely yeah, seems younger than she does, I think. Yeah, she is... Um, relatively speaking, wiser than here, isn't she? Oh, yeah, but I think she might also be sort of street smart, you know, like she's been around the block. Well, yeah, she's clearly a fighter. Remember the scene where she uh, saves him? She's in the episode only three, person you mean? In the entire, yeah, she's the only person in the entire room to survive. Yeah, she's she is totes malotes badass. I, I really enjoy her character. That being said, I cannot remember a single character's name. No, no, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Okay, so he has now formed this long-lasting, this really serious, committed relationship with some dude just because he likes him, I guess, on a very super... Physically? Yeah, exactly, on a very yeah, superficial it... level. Like, the, both of them, the other guy doesn't know the prince, the prince doesn't know him. Like, they've known each in other for a day, basically. In, f in fairness, he is rich. Oh, they like, both are. Yeah. They both are. 
Like, they're a really good-looking couple. (laughs) Yeah, they're super good-looking. There's a scene in the first episode where, like, he so gratuitously walks around topless and it's just like, oh, fuck you, I really have to work out. There is quite a lot of that, actually. Yeah, there is. Like, psycho teacher, we see a lot of that man's body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. Christ alive. (laughs) Did you like the sex scene in episode three? No. No, I did not. No, <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought it was super gratuitous. Oh really? Like, yeah, I thought it was entirely unnecessary. I thought it slowed the whole tempo of the whole thing down. That was when I started fiddling with my phone because <laughs> I really liked the concept of episode three. I thought they executed yeah. it quite poorly. Oh, did you? It was, it, I, I, yeah, I did. I thought it was a really good idea. Just about that sex scene, Miriam and I were on this very same couch watching the episode oh, last night, and the well, sex scene yeah. comes comes up, and my only thoughts after... I agree with you, it was quite gratuitous. It was like, yeah, let's absolutely have a sex scene. But my only thought after that was, neither one of them has sex hair. Like, the guy <laughs> clearly... Either it was in no way exciting, or it lasted no time whatsoever. Yeah, um, honestly, I, my problems with it were not... It wasn't the nakedness, although I didn't like the nakedness, because this is a Doctor Who spin-off, and that's just not cricket. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, but my main problem with it was that it slowed the tempo of the episode. I forgot about the soul-munching vine monsters. Like, <laughs> it, 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 seriously, it just took me out of the moment. Like, as much as I might have enjoyed the sex scene... Like on a in on a visceral level, yeah. I didn't I didn't enjoy what it did to the episode. I felt like they could have done more with that break because as they begin boning the uh, the weird soul vine monster creature thingy from a parallel dimension sneaks in through the window and the window is like maybe what? Like, and you were thinking like hentai. You were thinking yeah, something I'm thinking tentacle porn. wrong was going to happen at, at some point. <laughs> the, you know, Something was going to go up a bad orifice and something terrible Well, like, the prince is going to go, you're more than welcome to go in there, but just ask for permission first. And then the the Albanian (laughs) guy goes, uh, that's not me, dude. Dude, you are huge. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) Feels like you're all up inside me. You're touching my soul. That would have been great. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> but okay, so the soul monster comes in through the window, and then they start boning, and then we cut to something else. We cut back, they finish boning, the hair is perfect. Like, those two are very recently quaffed. Not a bead of sweat on their perfect, perfect bodies. And Shazamatron, the fucking soul muncher, is still there. It's like it hasn't moved at all. And I was expecting coitus interruptus, basically. This soul monster is going to turn up. It's going to take on the shape of the prince's dead parents. And it's going to be like, you know, in flagrante delicto, the fucking parents are there <laughs> watching the dude get boned by an Albanian guy. I have just assigned him Albanian, by the way. I'm not sure that that's true. And oh, that- I was just taking a, your word for that it. Might, it might be a little bit racist. Like that. <laughs> That's probably not cool. Well, I assume Eastern European. I think oh, yeah, that, definitely. And maybe Balkan. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, that didn't happen. And as you rightly said, the sex monster, sorry, not it's not I'm sex monster, the soul monster 
invited <laughs> that, is, that is the one rule it has it has to invite it can your soul apparently something like that yeah was the whole soul thing was that just a root concocted by one did it turn out it was like a tentacle eating thing and the dead bodies were just like the tip of the tentacle I don't know I don't think we ever get an expert I mean I'm assuming that it doesn't Is actually soul related in reality, I, I think possibly in the sense that it eats people's souls, but I don't think it's like becomes this biological equivalent of the afterlife. I don't think it then retains those souls and they walk around and have great times in fucking, you know, tentacle porn land. I think it just consumes the souls and that's it. I mean, souls, like weird life essence hippie bullshit, right? Yeah, but was it in fact just a monster that eats people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it eats people, but it also, I mean, it consumes. No, 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 I think it does consume something ethereal, so that part I think was true, but I think the rest was a ruse, as in I don't think she was actually speaking with her deceased dad. No. I think that thing was probably somehow either reading her mind or because it had, it was tentacle her mum in the other room, maybe for that reason, like, it somehow gets access to her memories. You know? What happened to her mum? We don't understand. How did she get bound up in those tentacles? We don't know what happened to anybody else. Everybody else they get spoken to. No. Yeah. Every, everybody else they, they get spoken to. They get invited and they're drawn into a conversation and they're sucked in by the thing. What happened? Like, did she engage in a conversation with, like, dead dad and now he's, like, wrapped up in the tentacles? No, I don't think so. Because that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be right, would it? I think basically this is a plot hole. I think this is something that they didn't really consider because there are lots of guys that they meet on the streets who are all tentacled up. There's the whole thing of like, oh, you, you can... It's only if you accept it that we will take you. But then we may not necessarily take you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are so many things that are kind of bullshit about this episode, all right? Yeah, I think... I think there's quite a lot of shit stuff, which is what I said. I think it's a really good idea. I think it was badly executed. I honestly. agree. I mean, let's. How about we? We don't have to mention all the things that are bullshit about it. But I mean, I think we can definitely drop a reference to the fact that apparently this girl is the saddest person in all of London, and <laughs> which is utter nonsense. And then we could also probably assume that everyone agrees it's ridiculous that all it took was for someone to run over one tentacle with a bus. I know. Done. Like, uh, so, so when they tried to cut tentacles, that had no whatsoever. Yeah. It said the tentacles immediately make themselves whole again. Yeah. So running through it with the bus, in theory, would make no difference whatsoever. Exactly. Unless it's the magical bus that the doctor drove through the wormhole in that desert episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, then it's packing some juice. I mean, that bus can fly. Don't forget, the doctor made it fly. It could rip a hole through time and space, that bus. I believe it was a number 56 was or it? a 55. Yeah. I don't remember. It, was one of the two. it might be the same number bus. I know because they both go past my work. 55 and 56. And I, I, I think the doctor's bus was a 56, and I think this one might have been a 56 as well. I don't know. Somebody else check it. Uh, he, Jack is undressing as he's talking about buses, by the way, podcast lands. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let, let's. I guess we're doing this backwards. One one last thing about episode yeah, three we, before we, we go sure to episode about. two uh, yeah. or episode one, whichever one you like. But one more thing is, I have a theory about the the girl with the heart condition, the girl whose heart is wherever. Oh yeah, I think it's coming back in the next episode. Presu- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. In the next next time on class, That's right, we get yeah. to see her go like full shy hulud on fellow humans. But okay, so uh, my theory is. And this would be incredibly cheesy and kind of shit, but I suspect that there might be something not entirely unlike M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's Unbreakable, wherein she is actually unbreakable, because she makes several references in episode three to how she is unbreakable. She's like, oh, I... I, I I don't get hurt. I don't I don't bruise easily. I don't you know so on and so forth. She says she was in the car with with her parents. Her mum was paralyzed. Her dad was almost killed and ended up in prison. And she did not have a scratch on her. And now half of the time she doesn't have a heart in her body and she's still alive. So I think there's some weirdo thing with her. Are you right in saying that half of the time she doesn't have a heart in her body? Well, Do they not both possess the heart on like different places? Oh, I suppose that's probably right. right. Yeah, but I mean, okay, fine. You're probably right. But it's a very interesting theory. Like I hadn't, I hadn't considered that one before. That could be true. It, well, in an incident unrelated to the things that have happened at Coal Hill Academy. Yeah, so I mean, this, unrelated in the sense that it's. Birth. Sorry. She must have had it since birth, as you describe it. If it, if she was in a car accident as a child. Yeah, and she and she was unscratched, and this is some sort of superpower. This is an incident unrelated to Cole Hill. So we saw the doctor bring the prince and the slave girl through the wormhole, yeah. and that's what set off the beacon to bring all the weird stuff to Cole Hill. Was it really? Wasn't there something going on in Cole Hill already? Well, obviously, Cole Hill is right next door to where the original doctor was. Yeah, yeah, Cole Hill has always been a part of Doctor Who. Sure. But the tear in time and space that is giving out a beacon to all these weird aliens, wasn't yeah. that created by the Doctor coming through and bringing the prince Maybe. and the slave girl there? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I cared when I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> you deleted that information. It's Ir- gone. Irrelevant. It's gone. <laughs> I might rewatch it at some point, but until then, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I play. But do you not think that maybe Cole Hill also is very much like the Hellmouth in Buffy or any of these TV shows? Do you not think that maybe they're just kind of this focal point for all manner of weirdness across space and time? Oh, yeah, totally. It's a well-used plot device. But what I'm saying is it it only... became this recently. Like, it hasn't been... Cole Hill has not been the focal point for the whole of Doctor Who. Uh, dude, in the episode The Caretaker with Capaldi, coincidentally, that weird spider robot monster soldier went to fucking Coal Hill School. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Lots of shit does happen in that school. But isn't that because the Doctor keeps dropping people? So he, like, <laughs> I guess. He, he, he dropped Clark there, right? He dropped her there. He did, yeah. And these two, he just dropped them there. In fact, he's responsible for all of these deaths. Yeah, which actually is a nice segue back to episode one, because in episode one, we get to see the wall with both Oswald and Pink mentioned on there as sort of casualties of Coal Hill. So we did. Yeah. And yet he keeps bringing people back there to (laughs) slaughter. (laughs) I think partly he doesn't care. He hates those children. (laughs) He hates those children. That's a great theory. (laughs) He really hates those children. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) 
we're, we're back in episode one now. We've already talked about Clara, okay. Clara Oswald and uh, What's-His-Face Pink on the wall. Obviously uh, not the you. only references to Doctor Who. We have Capaldi. How did you feel about Capaldi's appearance in episode one? Um, I don't want to say anything bad. It wasn't that to him. Like, it, it wasn't like the Doctor. I didn't feel that, like, enigmatic power of the doctor arriving in that scene it was it it felt very much like a tv production company going yeah doctor who's really popular um yeah let's kind of relate it let's write a scene into this that doesn't feel quite like something he would say absolutely it didn't feel like something the doctor would do or say it all felt very unnatural actually seeing the doctor next to blood and gore felt really wrong yeah so when he reattaches asian footballer's leg it's just so undoctor like the whole thing is <laughs> was well, at, at the very least it's uncapaldi doctor like basically i felt a bit weird about the doctor's appearance i, I was super stoked to see the doctor i, I mean i love the doctor but yeah really I, it, it didn't fit for me yeah i, I agree i think you are uh, completely on the money i, I think it didn't feel like something that Capaldi's doctor would say. It didn't feel like something that the usual writers would write for him. And nope. it just felt like it was ham-fisted to sort of bridge that gap. Oh, are you a Doctor Who fan and you're kind of on the fence about this show? Oh, no, it's fine. We have a familiar character here to vouch for, for class, you know. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of that either. That's pretty much all it is. Watch yeah. class because it's somehow related to Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. As an overall point, do you think that this show stands on its own two feet without the Doctor? Like, do you think they could have made class without relating it to Doctor Who and just made a, a sci-fi kind of deal? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so, but I don't think that it would have been very good. I mean, like, I, yeah, sorry, no. I'll, I'll take that back. Yes, and it might even be good, but I probably wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, exactly. I would have never gone out of way to watch online to and I think that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. But it being so related to Doctor Who, it does have advantages. You are put in the Hooniverse, so you understand the rules of engagement from the very beginning. Yeah. You can have this kind of gateway reality thing going on, and people will accept it immediately. And actually, I did accept it immediately. I did well understand the aliens and their civilization. But only because it's in the, doc the uh, Doctor Who context. If it wasn't in the Doctor Who context... I might not understand it so readily. Interesting, because I, I think that almost the main draw of this show, of any spin-off really, is that the viewers want to see more similarities. Like, they want more overlap. So, as a viewer, I'm hoping maybe we'll get to see one of the companions, or we'll get to see Capaldi again, or the next Doctor, yeah. whenever, you know. Uh, and I'm also thinking, are there going to be enemies that we know? Because we've never encountered mm. the weird dragon tattoo on Doctor Who, or the... Soul sex uh, squid thingy, but there might be a Dalek at some point. Do we dragon know. thing? Sorry, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, for example, do you think that dragon tattoo ever happen in Doctor Who? Do you think that they would ever use that as a plot device in Doctor Who? Because I can't imagine it. In fairness, yeah, I, I didn't think it was. I, I didn't think it was great. <laughs> but no, I, but I can definitely I see that kind of thing 
happening on Doctor Who, just in a more child-friendly way, obviously. Like, they wouldn't be walking around with literal bags of meat, and we wouldn't get to see someone skinned alive. But I can definitely see that happening on Doctor Who in the it sense It is of- quite Doctor Who-themed, the fact that there is a companion to this weird tattoo creature, and that's what's causing the problem. Oh, so if what? you remember, like... That's, your, yes. that's the most tenuous, tenuous no. connection ever. Not really. In like uh, in a lot of Doctor Who episodes, the, the problem with the monster is that it's looking for its mate. Like, do you remember the one? Oh, that's with, actually kind uh, of true. The, in uh, Time Ma- Heist, for example. Yeah, exactly. Time Heist is a very good example, and so is the one with Vincent Van Gogh. Like in both of those cases, there was like a, a you know a wife or a husband or the last uh, and uh, what's that other one where? Um, they go to the haunted house, and there's the girl stuck in, like, a time bubble. Wait, what? I don't remember that one. So it's a, it's a Matt Smith one, yeah. um, and they go to a house that they think is haunted. Is this the one with a minotaur? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's also, it's looking for its girlfriend. Oh, really? It happened, yeah, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Oh, I totally forgot about that. So, okay, yeah, no, that's a super good point, a very good observation. That's definitely, definitely some common ground. Yeah, it's part of the Hooniver. Bingo. But I can't actually imagine that character existing in Doctor Who. Just because of the tattoo thing? Um, Because it's too gory. Well, yeah, it's too gory, but, I mean, if you remove, have the same episode, now... Imagine that you didn't get to see people skinned alive. Imagine that you didn't get to see the Jim Teeter's nutsack. Couldn't that still qualify for an episode of Doctor Who then? <laughs> no, because it's too shit. I think no. it's at the, the actual... The case. actual tattoo thing I, is pretty naff, I will say I, it's, it's, it's really naff. I, I think it's like, maybe this show is the offcuts of Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> like... Stephen Moffat storylines that didn't quite make it through the editing process. And then someone just just adds a little bit of light nudity (laughs) and tons of blood. And you got yourself an episode of class. It's absolutely fine. (laughs) Okay, let's just throw some random things from these three episodes at each other. Uh, How about the fact that about 20% of it is conducted on Skype? Oh, yeah. That's really naff. (laughs) Super naff. (laughs) I I really, I think it's so naff. The way... The way they've edited it to make it look like the internet's cracking up. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's poor. Like, I really... They could totally have a look at this Skype conversation for some authentic cracking up. Yeah, yeah, use, use this. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really don't like it, actually. I, th- I think it's pandering. And it feels like pandering, and it yeah. looks like, it looks like pandering. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, when the BBC tries to play rap music, <laughs> That's how it is. Yes. It, it, it's like, yeah, this is the sort of stuff that kids like. Kids, oh, yeah. Kids use Skype, Get right? Yeah, kids use Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a kid, he's on Skype all day long. <laughs> it's it's like David Cameron trying to connect with his younger audience. Like, it, it, it's, it's that... Like, slightly cringeworthy, mm. slightly out-of-step thing that the BBC sometimes does. <laughs> <laughs> it never happens on Doctor Who. Like, Doctor Who, I guess because it's got it's such a powerful brand, it never feels like it's reaching. This feels like it's reaching a bit. I, w- I would probably agree with you on that. But, but not just that. On Doctor Who, you have main characters who are, I mean... 
you're drawn to them because of their weirdness and you're drawn to them because they're in a completely weird context. If the Doctor and Clara occasionally would have gone on Skype with each other, uh, I would have probably thought, this is shit. Stop showing me footage of Skype and go into space and do things, you know? And in this case, I don't want to see 20% of it happening on Skype. I don't want to see teen angst. And unfortunately, that's like a massive part of this show. But also, like, yeah. why are they constantly on Skype? It, very clearly, there's no trouble for these kids to just jump out the window and hang out outside of their, you know, parents' purview. Totally. And in reality, they'd be doing it on Snapchat anyway. <laughs> so they'd be adding their own <laughs> be adding their own little fake monsters going on around the side. Yeah, exactly. And just for added realism, why isn't one of them jerking off? Yeah. <laughs> Every hey, time. I got a kid, he's on Skype jerking off all day long. <laughs> It's relatable. <laughs> Do the kids use Skype? Is that a thing for kids? No, I don't, I don't think I so. Don't know. I don't think so. I, I think your um, your age really needs to start with a three before you're using Skype. Excellent segue, because not only, but I think possibly, mostly, primarily, the, um, what's his face, uh, Miroslav, you know, the, the guy who's the prince's boyfriend, he is, I mean... Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> is he, like, 40 so, years old? I mean, he's <laughs> he's not a teenager. I am so grateful that I can stay in your house because it's not easy when you're 40 to blend in high school. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a, so, incredibly offensive, that, but that, yeah. That was incredibly offensive. <laughs> but I went, I went to an all-boys school, so I spent a lot of time in the locker rooms, and I saw teenage boy bodies. Okay. Like, a lot. Yeah. That's not a teenage boy's body in oh, you, any fucking way. You remember way. this vividly, do you? Very, very well. It's, it's, it's burned onto my brain, Pumpkin. <laughs> No teenage boy is that rich. No, I don't think you can I, be. I've, I've never seen one. Like, I, I'm not sure it's possible. You're a ripped guy. Like, thank when, you very much. When, no, not really. But thank you. When? <laughs> well, you were once. When did it become, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> when did it become possible to be ripped? I mean, you would know. 18, I think, I started getting serious. But, but like, I mean, well, there, like there, were, there were athletes at school, as I recall, and no one was ever, and I was definitely a geek at school, but I, I don't remember anyone ever looking the way that these people look. But never mind that. Look at the guy's face. Stop obsessing about the guy's incredible abs. And I agree, I want those abs. But, like, stop obsessing about them for a second and just look at the, the fact that he has the fucking jawline of a, you know, middle-aged man. The... <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, that happens a lot in teen dramas. Like, yeah. of of all descriptions where you just get, like, you get a 45-year-old guy playing. <laughs> like, no, I'm, oh, man, I'm flunking maths. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Bacon flunking maths, you know. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. I want to see a high school drama <laughs> with Kevin Bacon right now as one of the students, like, not as one of the teachers. Think of Greece. How old is John Travolta in Greece? He's like he's like thirty. Surely oh, that guy is like yeah, 30. and that's thirty in which is like seventy two in Scientology years. Yeah. I mean, he is a yeah, mature I mean, they student. They always are like to the to the point of ridiculousness. And yeah, yeah but in fairness, sure, sure. the other students look young, which is what makes this guy stand out. <laughs> like actually, the others, like, I'd say they're pretty much on age, more or less. Like maybe yeah. a couple of yeah. years too old, but that's acceptable. Yeah, I think that that's fine. Actually, something else just sprang to mind. I mean, earlier you were saying, would this have worked as a non-Hubian 
TV show. I mean, the BBC slash, I don't know if it was BBC or if it was Channel 4 or something, recently did Misfits. Yeah, there was that other sci-fi show. I can't really remember what it's called now. I loved Misfits. I loved it as well. I, I thought it was amazing. Brilliant. But I mean, yeah. th- we've, we've had a, a string of sci-fi shows, some of which, you know, some of which stick, some of which don't. I mean, quite recently, Aliens, I think it was called, was an attempt that failed. I think that bombed. Like, that, that wasn't renewed after a, even one series. Don't even remember it. There you go. It starts the other werewolf from being human. Oh, how? Possibly. The guy who took over after Mr. Yeah, Con Axe li- showed up. I, I also like. Yeah, yeah, me too. Which, once oh, again, ha- just to oh, have a sorry, tiny the tangent. Were- the of- werewolf. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you can, you can cut this. But, like, um, <laughs> that, his name was Tom in it. Yeah, the young werewolf well. guy. Whose sister starred in Misfits. They were brother, like, in real life, brother and sister. His sister was, like, the chav- the chavvy girl with the big earrings. I remember this, yeah, yes. They were yes, actual brother and sister. I remember. It, and we, I remember you and I looked looked them up online, and she was, like, an actual honest-to-God straight-up chav who had been, yeah, like, in trouble with the police and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. <laughs> and it made it even better. Yeah, so, re- so yeah. honest, like, brutally yeah. honest, <laughs> honest depiction honest. of life. <laughs> I actually, I think there were a lot of good things about Misfits. Like, do you remember the black guy who was also in Utopia? What a great little career he had. (laughs) (laughs) God, that sounds so demeaning. I I can't remember the guy and I can't remember Utopia. What was Utopia? You haven't seen Utopia? Oh my God, dude, you dig it the most. It's amazing. Which one is it? Wilson, Wilson, that whole thing. No. The fuck are you talking about, man? Fuck, man. Fuck. You ne- oh my god, dude! You must watch Utopia. You will, you will go crazy with how good it is. It was like maybe three years ago, three or four years ago. It was a uh, like two. It was only two series, but it was fucking immense. I'm, I'm looking it up. Uh, 2014. That could be. It could be 2014. It's like a yellow color scheme. Ah, no, it was the other one then. 2013. After a group of people who meet online discover a bizarre graphic novel. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Dude, dude, it's fucking incredible. Like, watch it as soon as you can. <laughs> okay. So we, so we can discuss it and record a podcast. <laughs> Great. I need another one of those. Okay, it's on my list. It's happening. Back to, um, what the fuck is this called? Class. <laughs> Class. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, I've got two points that I'd like to, like to discuss. Let's just do them. You're going to have to edit the shit out of this anyway. <laughs> Loving your t-shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Gallifrey University. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would specifically Gall- for this recording. To be honest, I think Gallifrey is like too wise and noble a place for there to just be one university named the University of Gallifrey. Like, surely there are multiple universities <laughs> on Gallifrey. <laughs> like, yes. You, you, go, you go to South Gallifrey, or like... <laughs> <laughs> what is South Gallifrey? No. Like, no, like... Gallifrey is the whole that. goddamn yeah, planet. Like oh, yeah, well... I did a postgraduate degree in English Lit from like, Earth the, University. <laughs> <laughs> Earthonomics, fucking hell. Remember the Earthonomics? I do, I do. It's anthology, you dick. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Right, hang on. What, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is if you think about it, your t-shirt is stupid. <laughs> That's okay. I can I can live with that. Okay, hang on. Anyway, 
Anyway, you have two points to make. Right. Numero uno. This is no longer Coal Hill School. This is now Coal Hill Academy. Ah, uh, Tony Blair came in. Exactly. And he turned that school into an academy. And it went to fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> they never work. <laughs> Oh, my God. But absolutely true. You're right. It's a yeah. really good... When did it become an academy? Is it literally in class that it's become an academy? Which means that the school has probably failed somewhere along the line. How do you mean? Do you mean... Uh, oh, right. So we're, do you mean we we may be coming in right at the precipice of it having turned into an academy? Possibly. Because obviously in the first episode, like the school Susan goes to is not an academy. It's no, of course not. School. Yeah. So what does Clara teach at? School. Uh, that's what that's school. that was going to be yeah. my next point. Yeah, no, she teaches at the school. Right. So it's just been turned into an academy. And didn't that... everyone look so much happier back then? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you remember? It was always sunny when Clara was teaching. Yeah. It was always a lovely, beautiful day. Even that day where the trees came, it was still a lovely, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now it's oh, nothing man. but darkness and tentacle porn. <laughs> Well, well done, was, well done was, Mr. Cameron. I was laughing because I was remembering our review of that episode. Fucking hell, there was so much wrong with it. <laughs> it was insane. I do remember. I'm so upset with Netflix. Like, they won't put second season Capaldi up. Oh, really? It's st- it's still not up, and I really want to watch it again. Like, there's some beautiful stuff happens in second season. Like, like Clara's death, it's just, you know, beautiful. It's yeah. like an art piece. It really is. Um, yeah, even though I think she had way too big a fanfare when she left. Oh, do you think so? I yeah. think she was, a, she was a pretty enormous character. She got into his entire timeline, dude. <laughs> yes, she, she was, but I feel like she was made an enormous character, partly by the same machinery that was really trying to ham-fist Doctor Who down everyone's throats. Like, Yeah, uh, but didn't you love that? I, I loved it when they were shoving it down everyone's throats. Oh, like, give yes. them more. Make them understand. Make them understand. <laughs> Okay, hang on. Off topic. Off topic. Um, yeah. Okay, so I guess we kind of covered the whole academy thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In quite a massive way. I mean. <laughs> okay, uh, I've got one more point. Yeah. And it's it's a real point of annoyance for me. Okay. Opening and closing credits. Ooh. Yeah. 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 It's um. Yeah. <laughs> it's te- it's teeny popper annoying. It, it, it is. really is. It's yeah. It's not it's not right. Is your biggest problem with it that you're expecting the Doctor Who theme tune? No, my biggest problem with it is that I can recognize the cheapness of having used video call pilots shockwaves in it, especially in the post credit sequence where they've literally just taken video co-pilot shockwaves one after the other. Look yeah. this up. That okay. is, you can make your own class post credit sequence for like $29. Is that them attempting to make it retro as opposed to just like hiring a really cheap guy? <laughs> retro? No, I, I feel like... Yeah, I... Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff is so computerized, even in the actual episodes, that yeah. they're doing it on purpose. Oh, like the Skype shit, for example. Or it's, it's stylized. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. everything's quite stylized. It's not the opening credit and closing credit sequence stylized. But the thing is, like, the opening credit... Se- I mean, this is not Doctor Who, so I'm not expecting... In answer to your question, I'm not expecting a vortex. Yeah. And, frankly, I think the animation is pretty good. I mean, the opening credit sequence, it's pretty good. I just don't want to see fucking Video Copilot products in there. And I really don't want... I mean, even though Video Copilot, great, fantastic place, and... and it's an amazing site and great 
products and so on and so forth, but you need to use them, you need to tweak them. You don't just download it and then plonk it into something. It makes it too easy for everyone to emulate it, which is a bit of a bummer. But what really ticks me off about the opening credit sequence is the song. I don't like the music. No, that, that feels super-duper out of place. But I have a point on that, and how to put this nicely. Go for it. I, I, feel, I feel like like teenagers and early 20-somethings, yeah. they're like, they're living in a cultureless vacuum. <laughs> like, there's, there's no art. Like, art has died. There is, there's nothing. And the music they produce is nothing. And no, the music, just, is, the music is weird. dreadful. Ford, uh, what's it called? The, the, the factory line of just next song, next yeah. song, next song. Yeah, it just all sounds the same. Like, the stuff, that's, the stuff that's trying to sound, like, indie and young and cool and hip, it all sounds exactly the same. As far as I'm concerned, it's all one song. Agreed. I 100% agree with you. I just don't like young people. I just just really, I I don't think they have anything to offer me. That will swing really well with our main demographic here on Who Back When. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I have nothing against young people. Do you you remember when young people had, like, the Beatles? No, because I'm not that that old, and (laughs) neither are you. But, but, okay. Okay, okay, Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hang on. I've I've got, I think, a very relevant comment here, and that is on... Doctor Who, as in when the Doctor is on the show, every now and then he will drop a reference to some music or an artist... And it's always there to kind of age him. So it's like, oh, wow, this guy is, he isn't hip. This guy hangs with Van Gogh. He listens to music that isn't cool anymore. You know, he doesn't know who Katy Perry is, but he knows, I don't know, Wagner, right? Uh, In this show, you have TV show references which also age, but they they age with the exact opposite effect. They're meant to make everything super current. Yeah. Right? But they will also age this show. Yeah. They'll, in a way they that... Will date, they will date this show. Date. A, so, yeah, that's the word that, I'm looking the for. Doctor Who will never be dated. Exactly I mean, what the, I'm trying to say. The most up-to-date reference I can think of musically in Doctor Who, they yeah. once mentioned Stevie Wonder. There you go. That Like, that's the best I can think of. Yeah. Stevie Wonder played a concert in, like, 1605, but he didn't know about it. Ha ha ha! He's blind. Very oh, funny. fun joke! I don't remember that. Yeah, I know. Do you not? Do you not remember it? I, I don't it remember that. That's that's horrendous. <laughs> it, yeah, River Song said it. She was, uh, and she was saying, yeah, Stevie Wonder played to a crowd like, in front in Shakespeare's times, but never tell him. Like, it was awful. It was really creepy. Uh-huh. It was like. You kidnapped Stevie Wonder, sent him back in time, and got him to play to, like, (laughs) and you didn't tell him. (laughs) Fucking outrageous behavior. Anyway, anyway, I think you make a really valid point that in ten years' time, this will be utterly unwatchable Uh, for the aforementioned reasons. No one's going to know what the Vampire Diaries are, you know? Yeah, yeah. True that, true that. <laughs> okay, do you have any more uh, things you want to point out about this? Well, I feel like we haven't actually discussed any of the characters. <laughs> okay, no, that's a very good point. Let's do that. Let's let's rattle through the characters. That might be because they're not worth discussing. And I think I think we cut out a little um, when I was talking about young Asian footballer. Right, I yes. Thought that I thought had a lot of legs as a character. <laughs> <And that's what laughs> it, it was a genuine accidental pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've come to hate him. 
Originally, I thought he was going to be a great character, this huge ego guy. But now he's just a massive emo who tries too hard to be good-looking. Exactly, exactly. Like, he should have been gradually broken down over the season. But instead, he has one incident that turns him from, like, this ego-driven jock into an emo kid, and that's what he is now forever. Yeah, and then it's cemented by that one kiss that he shares with Unbreakable Girl. Yes, yes. Because now it's like, well, you know, you're... Maybe two episodes away from finger blasting the nerd of the class. Clearly, <laughs> like your days of being the cool jock, they are long yeah. gone. <laughs> I, like, I, I like, I liked him in the beginning. I liked him in the first episode. I thought it was an interesting character to have. It was yeah. like a different character to have. But no, it's gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> really sad. <laughs> I, I didn't mourn his death that much. I mean, as I said, I'm not that invested. Okay. Next. Next. <laughs> Who's next? next? So, uh, shall we shall we go on to Unbreakable Girl? Yeah. Oh, sure. wait, wait, wait. Hang sure. on. One more thing about one-legged football bionic man. Yeah. He's got a lovely dad. Give him that's, that. He's that's what lovely, I was going to... That was going to be my thing. Now the dad you knows see? that he has a robot leg, but then all of a sudden the dad just sort of disappears. <laughs> like, how can the dad not be freaking... Why is the dad handing him footballs to practice on plastic bottles? Why isn't the dad freaking out and going, my son has a robot legs, there is a parallel dimension, my son has met aliens, his girlfriend blew up. Yeah. Like, they don't have a conversation. His dad just goes, don't worry, yeah. you can still be the next Beckham. <laughs> and the precursors of the conversation is that he finds it really hard to talk to his dad <laughs> like clear, clearly, it's like it, you know, it's it's a difficult father-son male machismo thing. Yeah. But then he tells him all of this insane shit, and as you say, he's like, "Let's go outside and kick footballs <laughs> at plastic bottles." It, it's utterly ridiculous. So bad. It, it it just felt like a genuinely unrealistic and fairly poorly written scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was just a poorly thought out scene. A poorly thought out character. I wonder if they're just going to retcon that completely, and from now on, that guy doesn't have a dad. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah, he was yeah. adopted by a lesbian couple, and that scene that we saw, that never yeah. happens. <laughs> Based on this feedback. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got to say, I mean, lots of people review Doctor Who, right? Oh, yeah. There can't be that, there can't be that many people reviewing this. <laughs> Serious. They shouldn't be. <laughs> I think actually quite a lot of them did. Quite a, quite a lot of oh, the uh, the other shows did. Okay, hang on. Wait, next character. Who else do we have? Fast next character. Um, Unbreakable girl. Okay, Unbreakable girl. What do you what do you have to say? Well, like, I've already said you I really I th- are quite fixated on her. Well, I mean, we, like, we overly. It I seems like a good segue. Uh, we just talked about how the six million dollar footballer might finger blast her in a couple of episodes. <laughs> her dad's in in prison. Mm-hmm. Her mum's in a wheelchair. She's potentially unbreakable. She plays every <laughs> every instrument conceived by man. <laughs> and yet she's dull as fuck. Yeah, she's like, she, she's quite gr- like just. Yeah, dull is the right word. Yeah, she's really dull. Like, the most interesting thing about her is her heart. Like, that will become interesting. Yeah. But and- not, 
not because of her, but because of the concept of the heart. Like, yeah, and you know that. that they really tried to sex her up. They were like, we need to give her some sort of phallic object to play with. Yeah, yeah, let's make her play the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, but it didn't work. It just failed. I, I, I'm hoping that she'll be, become more interesting, though. I think she has potential. So the heart thing, yeah? Yeah. Do you think that she's existing, or the heart is existing, on two different planes? A bit like, have you ever seen Stranger Things? Have you watched that yeah. series? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. something along those lines. You know, like the end of Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Spoilers for Stranger Things. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Soz. <laughs> I will definitely bleep that. <laughs> okay. But do you, do you think that it's that? essentially. Do you think she's living on two different planes, two different dimensions? Sort of. Sort of. Based on the next time on class thing that we got to see at the end of episode three. And by the way, episode four will already have aired the night before this episode drops, (laughs) as in this episode of Who Like When drops. But uh, based on that next time on class... (laughs) Yeah, very possibly. Next time on class showed what I thought was him taking over. At the moment, she has the upper hand and she uses there's most of the heart, so to speak, and he seems to be taking over. But then they've added this really schmaltzy angle to it, which is if he takes over the heart, then he also controls her or she becomes violent and evil. And that is, to use a, a European phrase, it's total garbage, you know, it's it's such <laughs> shit. No, because it's, it's an organ, it's a goddamn thing inside her body, it's not something that controls her, you know. That's basically where the tentacle porn went wrong as well, because I didn't want to see anything about souls and nonsense. I just wanted to see a massive sexual squid eat humans <laughs> alive. That's what I want. <laughs> I think that's what we all want, ultimately. Yeah, and clearly this is a show that, you know, doesn't pull any punches. So have someone fuck a squid. (laughs) Or the other way around. I don't mind. Very flexible. (laughs) Do you ever watch that Japanese tentacle porn? Uh, Have, Have you ever seen any of it? Oh, I've dabbled, but the like, I don't I don't get <laughs> off of it. In fairness, no, it's not really but my thing either. I, I, I have seen it. It it is fucking unbelievable what some people like. <laughs> but this is clearly a show where I mean, yeah. where they they don't pull any punches and they're happy to show some nudity and some sex yeah. and stuff. I'm hoping to see more, to be honest. And by the way, the gay couple, Mister oh, yeah. Mister, I'm 45 years old pretending to be 16. Uh, totally called it, he was clearly the top. Oh, God, yeah. Like, fucking hell, can you imagine it going the other way? No, it would have been ridiculous. It would have been like a little shih tzu trying to plough a Rottweiler. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in fairness, it might be less painful the other way around. Oh, like, yeah, I, no. I can, I, I, I can imagine he's too much for the prince. I don't think so. Also, bear in mind, the prince and what's her face? I don't think he could plough all the way through. Oh, you mean it's just the tip? Just the tip? Yeah, like... Like, he would absolutely break him if he fell <laughs> on. I'm going to have to truncate that conversation. Gently does it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the prince and his servants, yeah. they don't actually look like that. How do you mean, don't look like that? In episode one already, it's very clearly stated they have assumed human form, but they are not oh, actually, yeah. they don't actually look like that. Yeah, very true. Yeah. They're all spiky, aren't they? Uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, well, they show them for like a few seconds. They're, they're like, they've got an up and down spike. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Of some kind. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying shouldn't he be able to feel that as he's plowing him? Either that or possibly like their anatomy is just kind of reversed and down there, like for all I know, maybe he's boning the prince's nostril. Like maybe that's where they have one. Yeah. We don't know. 
I, I love the concept of the perception filter because it can cover everything. Like yeah. it can cover it can cover boning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, he can think he's feeling like the inside of a thigh, but it could be the inside of a nostril. Yeah. Like it, 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 he could be like filleting his ear. Absolutely. Yeah. That's ex- that, isn't that precisely what is happening? Prince. <laughs> let's, let's go to the prince. Okay. How do you okay. feel about the prince? Very briefly summarize how you feel about the prince and his uh, fellow alien. I can't remember what their race is called. No, they're two different races, aren't they? They're two different species, oh, aren't they? Oh, I thought they were the same species, but different, like, political factions. Oh, something. no, I thought they were at war. Like, their two different peoples were at war, right? Yeah, but, I mean, they're still the same species. It's not like there are Klingons and humans living on the same planet. Like, they're all Klingons, basically, you know? Okay. I, I think she's opposed to the monarchy, and he's just, by having been born into a particular family, he's being groomed to become a despot. <laughs> and that's why she opposes him. I think that's the only thing. Um, how do I feel about the prince? Yeah. I think he's, he's, he's obviously a super good prince. Like, it's, it's reinforcing feudal ideas. Oh, yeah. This whole thing. Yeah, it, it's just like oh, the goodly prince, you know. He's it's, such a he's such a good guy. He's, he's such, such a he's, nice he's person. He's such a goodly prince. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like he looks over his people, and he lives to serve. The British love a monarchy. Yeah. I mean, that's how people feel about the Queen. It's utter wank. But hey, agrees. Like that's the society in which we're living. Like we still put regal people up on pedestals. It's a terrible thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. But hey, I wish him well. I mean, you know, he seems like a nice guy and he seems to be, like, trying to do the right thing. But as a character, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think he probably seems like the nicest person to me while his servant or bodyguard or whatever seems like the most interesting to me. Like, I, I... Well, not interesting, like, the most entertaining. Yeah, I think she's the most entertaining. I love the thing with the robot. We still don't know what that robot was. Do you remember oh, she was right. trying to have sex with the robot? I totally forgot about that robot. What was that? I mean, it, like, he was from Ofsted, was his cover story, but he was a robot, and it never gets explained. I kind of like that. But that's coming back. I kind of like leaving it unexplained. It's just hilarious as it is. Like, they shouldn't do anything. <laughs> they should just leave it as it is. It's great. And, like, nobody's listening to her either. <laughs> like, there's a fucking robot in the school. Why does nobody care? <laughs> it, I, I actually kind of like that. But she's obviously, like, a hard ass with a heart of gold. She's going to turn out to be, and she already is, kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of episode three, we see her going like, oh, but I'm a real warrior, and a warrior is nothing without a weapon or something. And she has a gun or possibly pieces of a gun or something. And you know that there's going to be a part, maybe towards the end of season one, where she figures out a way to act against the orders of that brain slug, but then she chooses not to so that she still saves the prince and all his friends instead of run away. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's basically going to do a Lando Calrissian type deal. What? Or Han Solo. You know, like, okay, come back yeah. at the end. Like, she's going to, well, it's more a Lando type thing. She's going to betray them and then she's going to come back anyway and save the day. I, I don't see her betraying anyone. I think she'll just have this really sort of nasty exterior until she sacrifices herself for the whole group. And then they'll be like, When I say betray, I don't mean betray like Lando betrayed Han. I mean betray as in she's going to walk away. She's going to go, I don't need to follow your orders anymore. I'm leaving. Mm. I think that's... Actually, that is more Han Solo than Lando. Doesn't matter. (laughs) But then ultimately, (laughs) she'll she'll come back and, like, make everything cool. Exactly. And And then she might not be in the second season. 
because she sacrificed herself. Possibly, and then we need a new grown-up character, and then that's where the show kind of jumps the shark very early on, and then we only get two seasons of this rubbish show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to run out. Like, there's nowhere for it to go. I can't see it living, this show. Yeah, because there's too much happening in which the Doctor is not involved. Yeah, absolutely. It's both a blessing and a curse to have the connection to the universe, because the blessing is, oh my goodness, you can just harvest all of the characters and the races and everything that Doctor Who has had half a century to build up, and people will just gobble it up. But then... um, I wish people could see your hand. (laughs) (laughs) As you said that. (laughs) Anyway, continue. Just casually, mid-conversation, you start making these gestures. Not even for anyone's benefit. As far as you know, nobody's really looking at you. I imagine when you're on your own in private. Actually, I don't like to imagine. Really? Didn't you start this conversation with you imagining me masturbating? It's true. It's true. I did. I was imagining you masturbating to Buffy. That's where we Two-handedly. started. Two-handedly. Anyway, so, <laughs> all right, you know what? Next character, whom, whom do we have left? Yeah, we have... We've, discu- we've discussed her a lot. She's hot because she's nasty. Yeah, agreed. She, na- she nasty. <laughs> yeah. Prince's boyfriend? Prince, what, the 45-year-old Bulgarian? <laughs> <laughs> Is he Bulgarian now? Yeah, exactly. Mr. I was already hot in the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I was already ripped in the early 90s. Really? What is there to say other than (laughs) (laughs) he's 45, he's Balkan, and he falls in love really easily? (laughs) It's just been like an instant thing from him. Like, he comes from a really religious family. It might be fear of homelessness. Yeah, it could be. Well, like, has his family cast him out now? Well, yeah. He wants to plow and he wants to have a roof over his head. (laughs) But do you remember when the prince picks him up the first time? Yeah. And they kiss on Bulgarian guy's doorstep. Do you mean that scene in which the Bulgarian guy has his suit jacket with the sleeves rolled up just like it was cool when he was (laughs) our age? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just an absolutely absurd depiction (laughs) of a teenage homosexual boy. (laughs) Maybe he was going to a Miami Vice-themed prom. (laughs) (laughs) Original, not remake. Because he was around in 1985, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, all right, next next character. Next character. (laughs) I think think that's done. What about the girl? Yet another character I can't remember the name of. The girl whose dad was visiting her in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually think quite well depicted, that character. I think so too. So she, so she's like a year or two years younger than everyone else. Yeah, and and you really feel that, and you kind of feel like her displacement as a result of that. And I actually think it's one of the best drawn characters in the series. I have to agree with you. I, I was super duper scared at first that she was going to turn into the really annoying know-it-all character. Yeah, I thought she'd be like overly precocious. Exactly, she's just dropping signs left and right. Yeah. But she's not yet. She no. The one thing that they seem to have retconned right off the bat as well is the in in episode one she is forced to <laughs> cement the veracity of Skype conversations by saying she can't leave the house, and then from episode two she's completely okay to run around and, and chase you know space dragon tattoos. The guy with the dragon tattoo. Oh why, yeah. Why oh, wasn't man. it called the guy with the dragon tattoo? The uh, the portrayal of the Garnet 
saying mother, I found that really offensive. <laughs> like, I actually, I actually thought to myself as I was watching this, I don't like this. Like, I'm, I'm offended genuinely. Oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I, like, I, th- I think you are, like, stereotyping in quite a horrible way there. Like, stop, stop with that. And yeah. they did, in fairness. The mother has loosened they up. They definitely toned it down. It was only in episode one where they had that. The whole, yeah, the whole, like, my mother whips me so that I study all night. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, was, wasn't loving that. By the way, and then episode three came around, and, and there, there definitely came a moment in episode three where I went, wait, what, she has brothers? Yeah. <laughs> like, were they around in the first two episodes? I don't remember her having siblings. Not at all. She was definitely home alone. You're right. She, in the first episode, <laughs> she was absolutely home alone. Mm. Well, and, like, when shit starts kicking off in her room. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. Remember the monster tries to, like, get her in her room. Yeah, I remember. Where are her, her brothers? <laughs> the, her brothers live Had not been written yet. That's where yeah, they were. They, they had not been written into existence. Why is this show so half-assed? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are parts really, of the show that seem really good, and then there are other parts that feel really slapdash. Did they get overly excited? Like, just at the concept of the show? They were like, oh my god, Cole Hill's just sitting there. We should do stuff. And, <laughs> and then just thought they'd write episode to episode. Oh, the thing writes itself, you know? Maybe. Like, there's a school, there's a crack in time, let's just do this. Like, shit's just gonna come through. But that's the thing, they're very clearly just trying to do a Buffy. This is another Buffy. It is just an opportunity to cash in, ultimately. Yeah. Sadly. Okay, Dude Meister, I think we're gonna have to round this off, because we have a lot of footage and I have a lot of editing. <laughs> I really, I really do pity you. And you're eating a banana right now. <laughs> You make fun of the fact that I just suddenly gesticulate or, you know, pantomime a dick on Skype. But you just, out of nowhere, whipped out a banana, peeled it, and started eating it (laughs) mid-dialogue. I thought you'd find it really off-putting. Anyway, I think I have a screenshot for this episode now. I'm ill. I'm trying to keep the potassium up. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, any last words about class before we uh, round this episode off? I I do have one final thing to say. Go for it. I was trying to think about demographics. I touched on it briefly earlier. Okay. When you think of Doctor Who, Doctor Who does a thing with its demographic that is completely different to any other show. It appeals to all things, like all men at all times. It's not a children's show. Sorry, when you say all men, do you mean all men or all of mankind? Like, what? which men are you referring to? I mean all of mankind. Okay. I think I think Doctor Who is suitable for all of mankind. Yeah, it's it's a family show. It's not a kids show. Yeah, it's not a it's not a grown up show. It's a family but show. I I can't think of another genuine family show where an adult could enjoy it as much as a child. It's it's just brilliant for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff. I mean, you know, there's Star Trek and and Babylon Five. <laughs> Well, there's certainly no, Star no, Trek. Not, not really. You need to be a bit older to appreciate, like, Babylon 5, I think. Sure, but, there's, but certainly Star Trek. Certainly Star Trek. I loved that as a kid. I still love it today. It's, it's, that is true. Star Trek is another good example. But, but this... I was, think, I was thinking about it today, class, 
It's simultaneously older and younger than Doctor Who. It's and it completely misses any demographic in doing so. It's yeah, it's, it's too like violent the, for the, the like twelve-year-olds. Make it too violent for the twelve-year-olds, and it's it's a little bit too adult for them. But at the same time, a genuine adult can't enjoy it because it has so many like shit pop culture references. Yeah, and it's set in a high school, and it's yeah, yeah. it misses most people. <laughs> it does the opposite of what Doctor Who does. Okay, here's a weird thing though. I rewatched Buffy and Angel in the original broadcasting order, uh, not too many years ago. Like, I feel like it was when I was back in London, I did that. And I know for a fact that's not the last time I will go through all of Buffy again. <laughs> like, I know that I will do that again, because I love that show. What is the matter with you? But yes. No, it's, it's a fantastic show. And, and that's a show that a, a large chunk of it takes place in high school, like during high school years. Then they it progresses to college and so on. But even so, I can still enjoy it. Even though I don't go to high school, I can still enjoy it. This, I already now feel like I'm already... Or, like almost too old for it and I'm not old like imagine if you're someone who's been enjoying Doctor Who okay put yourself in the following position you are 74 years old you remember the first episode of Doctor Who you were yeah. there you watched the first episode of Doctor Who and then this comes on and you're like there's a new thing and it's set in the same music and, and the Doctor's gonna make an appearance I'm going to watch this out of nostalgia I want to feel like I felt 52 years ago or whatever it was, 53 years ago, and then you just you just blow out your anus watching the pilots of this episode because it's so mind-bogglingly different. Well, I can put myself in that position because I watched all three episodes with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she was there for the original Doctor Who's. Um, I think she actually felt about this the same way I did. She was intrigued by the first episode. Okay. And a little by the second, had completely lost interest by the third. Like, <laughs> she, she was asking, is there something else on Netflix we can watch halfway through? <laughs> something that doesn't involve bang squids. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it was just like, so that whole point that I raised about pacing, I got from my mum, like, watching my mum watching this show. <laughs> it was like, when, when the sex scenes came on, she was really just like, oh, like just deflated and just, <laughs> just like, I came here to watch some Doctor Who. I was expecting some Doctor Who type entertainment and yeah. I'm sorely disappointed. And I think that is how one would feel. Okay. Like, I think that is, I think that is the answer to that question. Because essentially, I think, I think Doctor Who of 1963 and Doctor Who of today still fulfills many of the same criteria like it's still it's still the same show it still appeals it to in, the same in many many ways it's the same show yeah but that's it, that's it, the sort of the secret to its success yeah magic magically it's it's still got the same essence well yeah why would you alter a winning recipe yeah absolutely this does not have that elixir of life okay question are you and your mother going to watch the fourth episode of course okay there you go but, I, i'm but, gonna watch it as well uh um, yeah. Miriam I mean, and I are going to sit on this couch and we're going to watch it on that TV and I'm going to hope and pray for some nudity. But how can I not watch it? I mean, we're going to be reviewing it at the end of the season. I have to watch it. We probably will. Yeah, we, we probably, probably will have it. another bonus just to talk about it. Just how shit it was. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm I'm doing it down. Maybe, maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll pick up. Yeah. Like, I, I am still going to give it a chance. Let's okay. be honest, there's nothing else on TV. Okay, okay, well, before we say goodbye... <laughs> Are we going to rate this? Do you want to? I don't, I don't know what I'd give this. Do you not want to? <sighs> like, you've got to rate it on the same rating system that you have rated Doctor Who episodes. Oh, well, this is not going to get a lot done. Okay, well, what what would it get? Uh, uh, well, on the same system? No, I can't on I the, can't do that. I can't do it's that. Got, it's got to be on the same system, otherwise it's meaningless. Like, you'd have no, no point of comparison. But that's the thing. No, I mean, okay, this, this rating is really not worth anything. I might give it something like a 1.1, because yeah, comparing I, it to I something like... I have 1.1 in mind. You did. I had one. Yeah, I had yeah. one point one. But but in a way, well, that's an entirely meaningless rating. That's like I mean, rate this on the same scale as you would. I don't know, an episode of Monty Python, or possibly an actual live performance of a Shakespeare play at the Globe. You know, which one well, would you give? What? Oh, I don't know. I you're, would. Gi- you're taking it in extremis. Like that is like. It's still part of Doctor Who. Like, it still has an attachment to Doctor Who. It's not a ridiculous thing to put it on the same scale. Okay, fine. I mean, fine. But I, in I that case, one, I would give it about point, a 1.1, but I'm hoping that that can improve. About- the thing is, as time goes by, it will it will eventually deserve its own rating system. And and in, yeah, within that system, eventually. it might make more sense. But Say they make 10 seasons of this, yeah, it will totally deserve its own rating system. But for yeah. the time being, what point of reference do we have? Ugh. Like, say, say this was the new series of Doctor Who, and they cut into an episode of this. Actually, 1.1 is generous. It's, way it's very it's, generous, it's, yeah. It's, it's more like 0.1. Five or yeah, six. no, th- we're, we're suddenly, you know, it's returned to the web planets. This is not something yeah. that I'm, <laughs> no. Uh, okay, before signing off, if I'm not mistaken, you are not very active on Twitter, but people can send you messages on Twitter. You are at one too many mornings and you will read them. You just yeah, might not no, respond. Totally. Absolutely. Is that the case? That's the case. Otherwise, you know what? Just drop a message for Flappy on whobackone.com or on the Facebook page. In the meantime, you can say hi to me online as well. I am at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. I will say hi right back. Catch us in the next episode. Flapjack, do you want to help me announce this? The next new Who episode that Who Back When will be reviewing is going to be... The Fires of Pompeii. Bing bong. Actually, the next new Who review will be of Turn Left. Bing bong. The next classic Who review is going to be of The Crotons. Bing bong. That should be Inferno. Bing bong. And the next Audio Who review is still The Cannibalists. Bing bong. Yeah, that's still the case. Bing bong. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Be rad and excellent to each other. Catch you in the next one and cha ciao. Cha ciao. <laughs> Catch on the flap side, dude. Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of Who Back When. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Who Back When. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? Then find us on Google Plus. That's plus Who Back When. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who Back When just got its very own Twitter account. No lie. So give us a follow. You guessed it. That's at Who Back When. All in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your 
iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your ear balls in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or <laughs> still funny, audio Who review. Ciao. Who Back When.